Yeah, we'll just start. Um, so if you first of all, if you could just introduce yourself uh, and sort of give a bit of background to how you got into what you do now and what you're doing tomorrow. Right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was quite a big first question. <laughs> this is a bit I'm terrible at. Um, I'm Kat. Um, I am an illustrator and tomorrow I'll be doing a workshop on making portraits about women or non-binary people that um that we find inspiring whether that's somebody from history or a famous person or a family member um and i'm really interested to see if anyone does any self-portraits because i think that'd be really good um yeah um and we'll be making textures um pay, paper textures out of paint um and collaging them collaging them together we'll be making paper textures um out of paint um what am i trying to say i'm sorry i've got tangled up yeah no worries um <laughs> what was i trying to say we'll be um making textures out of painted paper um and collaging them together um and yeah i guess i got the idea from um a few years ago um i illustrated my first kids book and it was um it's called great people who reach for the stars it's about um people throughout history who have um, pioneered sort of disability rights, that kind of thing, or changed something, changed the circumstance um, that they were in or done something despite the circumstance that they were in. Um, and um, it got me thinking about um, portraits and how we can represent those people with symbolism. Um, so not just a picture of what they look like, but objects that represent them, that kind of thing. Um, and the other inspiration was Frida Kahlo who uses a lot of symbolism um, in self-portraits which is why I was hoping we get some self-portraits um, yeah yeah <laughs> that sounds great I'm really excited for it tomorrow <laughs> um, so what was your sort of journey into getting into illustration uh, and how did you maybe find your sort of like style within that um, yeah I did illustration at uni but I think um, I didn't really know what it was when I started the <laughs> course um, I just always um like when I was a kid you couldn't stop me drawing um I was always drawing pictures or drawing on post-it notes or drawing in school books that kind of thing and then um when I found out you could do it as a degree I was like cool yeah I'll do that <laughs> um, and um yeah from there I've done all sorts of various jobs and stuff but um in it was in 2020 um I started doing illustration full-time and then COVID happened so that was a bit of a weird jump into <laughs> working freelance <laughs> just kind of going a bit crazy on my own just working at home and being stuck at home like a lot of people were um and yeah so I've sort of um I'm trying out different things within illustration so working in publishing and um illustration for social media that kind of thing um and then workshops like I'm doing um at Left Bank and um, we've done a few creative Wednesdays which is in the evening on Wednesdays once a month as um I do a workshop um, things like book binding, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, and teaching as well is another thing. I sort of do everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I did some art classes for Owls, which is a charity in, um, based in Headingley Hyde Park um, for seniors. Um, so I used to do that at Left Bank as well, um, art class um, with the Owls group and um, also tutoring GCSE English and Maths as well, catch-up tuition for students that want it. Amazing. <laughs> you do a lot. <laughs> it's a bit too much to be honest. <laughs> I need to maybe have a break. <laughs> yeah. What would you say is like 
your favorite part or what's your what's the most exciting part about being an artist um <laughs> i think just um i was thinking about this recently so i hope i don't ramble too much um that um i just really enjoy it i get to do what i enjoy for work and i mean i do other things as well because i'm one of these people that i just get bored too quickly <laughs> if i was doing the same thing every day i get really bored but um so I actually struggle to find time in the studio to sit down and make something these days because I'm always really busy. But when I do, I just think, yeah, that was really fun. Like, and if I haven't done it for a while, I start missing it. So um, it's just, um, I think that's, yeah, that's the most exciting thing that I, I can um, just do what I like doing. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned earlier that you wrote a or you illustrated for a children's book. What was that process like? And what was it like to see your illustrations sort of in a book in a shop yeah oh um yeah I didn't write it the writer's called Louise Page um and we worked together on a few um a few different projects but um yeah that was um it was weird because like I mentioned it was sort of I think I signed the contract with Scholastic who's publisher in January 2020 and I got the train down to London and it was all kind of and then by the time we actually got started because these things take a while it was March and then <laughs> we all know what happened next. Kind of, yeah, so it suddenly became instead of meetings in London and that kind of thing, it was all over the phone. I think I think it was all like telephone calls. It wasn't even on Zoom, so I couldn't even see the people no. I was working with. And then there were other things like, um, yeah, because um, I had a had a day job at the time, which I left to do this. But then that was a big shock. Um, I lived on my own at the time, just being sort of stuck in the flat all the time. Um, but then. I think also it was a good thing that I had that to focus on as well. Um, it was sort of like jumping into the deep end. But then um, it came out in May 2021 was when it was published. So it was actually about six months after I'd finished the work for it. So it felt really weird being able to go and sort of visit it in Waterstones and be like, oh yeah, I remember doing that, that felt yeah. a long time ago. <laughs> but yeah, the actual experience of it, I think um, I really liked working on it. Um, and yeah, it's just a shame I haven't had any since, but hopefully, fingers crossed, um, that's kind of what I'm aiming towards in the future is doing a few more. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. And have you always been based in Leeds? Uh, and what do you think about Leeds as like a place for artists? Do you think it's welcoming for artists and especially being a female artist in Leeds? What's yeah. that like? Um, yeah, I'm based in Leeds. I work at Airplay Studios, so it's on Kirkstall Road. Um, yeah, I think Leeds is a great city, honestly, for art and music and food and green spaces. And um, I think, yeah, it's a good... I've lived in a few different places, but um, I was born in Leeds and by coincidence, I've ended up back here because um, I went to uni. I just stuck about afterwards. But yeah, I think it's... Um, yeah, it's, there's a lot going on, but it's not too big. I know well, everyone says that, don't they? It's not as big as Manchester, but it's bigger than, say, Huddersfield or somewhere. So it's big enough to... I'm not knocking Huddersfield, it's a nice place for <laughs> Manchester. Um, but Leeds, I think it's just the right size for a lot of people. There's a lot going on. Um, but then you sort of run into the same people at events and stuff. You get to know people as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and a lot of people use art as maybe like an outlet, a creative outlet. Um, do you say you do the same? And do you think it's sort of a, a good way to sort of channel some of those emotions? Yeah, um, I think I do. I think it. Um, it's definitely therapeutic in that if you you know you can kind of take your mind off things for a while and just focus on it I think it works the same in reverse though as well I find if I'm stressed about something or if I'm angry or if I've got some too much on or, um, 
or if I'm tired or if I'm feeling a bit ill or something, then it affects the art and I'll just sit and stare at a bit of paper and be like, why can't I draw? Like I could draw yesterday, why can't I draw today, you know? Um, so I think it works both ways. I think um, there's something psychological in that as well. And that sometimes, I mean, other people don't know how you felt when you made something, but sometimes I look at something I made and thought, oh, um, I remember being really frustrated drawing that. I couldn't get the shape right and I was really annoyed and it took me all day to get this one little detail right and nobody else will know, but then I just got this negative feeling towards that drawing or that whatever I've made. Um, but I think also that helps you notice and you think, right, if I'm having a bad day and I can't draw today, what's going on? What do I need? Do I need some sleep or do I need a break or something else? Yeah, definitely. Uh, and you lead quite a few sort of different workshops here at Left Bank and you also teach as well. Um, so what sort of tips would you give to someone that's looking to get into art and getting into maybe illustration? Um, oh, that's an interesting question. <laughs> I think um, it's going to sound really silly, but don't try too hard. <laughs> like just kind of, I think um, when I left uni and especially when I first went freelance, um, I was really focused on um does my website look professional and um you know worrying about stuff like that and thinking oh maybe I need like a stage name or maybe you know my name's really boring should I have a different name and then I couldn't think of one and oh like my username for things is too long and it doesn't fit on a business card and that was a thing I was stressed about for about two years <laughs> and like I've realized recently or I'm still in the process of realizing that all that just takes time and energy away from just making stuff and you can spend weeks building a website but if you haven't got any content to put on it what's the point I think if you um make the work that you're pleased with and you want to show people the rest of it sort of follows you just kind of stick it online and it doesn't matter if it's just on like a free website or something or on Instagram or um the point is you've made it and people can see it and there's not really you don't have to have a fancy logo or a brand identity or yeah <laughs> I mean, unless you're a graphic designer then you probably should <laughs> And uh, what when you're leading these workshops, like the one you're doing tomorrow, what's your sort of favourite part of that? Um, I think I just get chatting to people, meeting people, and um, and seeing people um, go from being a bit like, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing, to really invested and focusing and concentrating and making, you know, head down, making some art, and they're not. Um, and they sort of look up, and it's the end of the session, and they've made all this stuff, and they're sort of like, all oh, right, that went fast, but. And also seeing everyone's work at the end, like you can deliver the same workshop and you won't get two pieces of work that are the same. And um, people always have an idea that I wouldn't have thought of or, um, or they go, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do it my own way, which is brilliant. I like it when people do that as well. And you end up with um, a range of work that's just totally different um, from each other as well. So, Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and who who are you going to be drawing tomorrow or creating a portrait of tomorrow? Oh, I'll see if I've actually got time to meet with myself. <laughs> yeah. I think around because it's collage. There'll be a lot of sweeping up bits of paper. Yeah. It feels like primary school. You know, when the teacher used to meet, you go yeah. to the table and pick up all the bits. Um, I've made I made one last night actually just to try it out because I like to run through it before and just see. Um, I made one of Frida, Frida Kahlo, like yeah. I mentioned before, and then a few weeks ago when I was planning the workshop. Um, I made a portrait of my sister, um, which is a bit cheesy, and she'd be uh, really embarrassed if she heard me <laughs> saying that. <laughs> but um, yeah, she's younger than me, but she seems older these days because <laughs> she bosses me about. But um, um, yeah, we didn't. I think we were just like normal sisters when we, because we didn't get on, and we used to fight and stuff. And then we got older and sort of 
didn't really stay in touch but then in the past couple of years we've been really good pals and um yeah I'm just really proud of it she's um mm. she's looking at buying a house and she's doing a master's and all this stuff that I'm thinking right okay yeah you've she outdid me when we were about six so she's always <laughs> been ahead of me but um but yeah she's um yeah, she's doing really well and I'm proud of this so I thought I'll just do her as a as the inspirational woman yeah even though in my head she's still in about year eight or something, but <laughs> definitely yeah. I'm the same with my little sister I'm like yeah. but you're still a child they're always 12 aren't they yeah like, if you say how old is your sister I'm like uh, I don't <laughs> know. yeah uh, I mean just as a final question what does International Women's Day mean to you oh um I think it's um <laughs> I got really overwhelmed last year because social media is full of like brands and companies using it to just post pictures of like young, beautiful, able-bodied <laughs> women wearing things, looking happy, and you know you're not paying women properly. So I think it's um, I think it's um, for me it's about just appreciating women in your life, um, whether that's like family or your friends or whoever, um, and. And yeah, campaigning for things like equal pay, getting recognition at work, getting your voice heard. Um, yeah, I think it's just about enjoying um, being a woman or, you know, um, someone that identifies as a woman and enjoying having women in your life. Yeah. And appreciating them. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you. I don't know whether I just...